Welcome to the 360 Serve podcast. Today's episode is going to be a lot of fun. Maybe you can use a break from whatever is going on in your life right now. This episode will bring some laughter to your life. Serving the Lord in the mission field comes with a lot of challenges, as we have noted in these episodes with China, but it can also be very humorous. Some of the funniest moments imaginable come from serving the Lord in the mission field. As you're traveling, going into these, you know, unreached areas with these very unique cultures. I'm Mark Tyler, president of 360 Serve. Thanks so much for being with us. If you're new with us, 360 Serve is about a new way to do missions where we support indigenous church planters, sending them into full-time gospel ministry so they can reach their own country for Christ. The effect of this support is like pouring gasoline on an already lit fire. Hundreds, thousands, and even tens of thousands are turning to Christ in these least reached countries in our world today in fulfillment of the Great Commission. Thank you for your prayers and thank you for your support. Thank you for getting it. Nothing is more exciting than partnering together to reach the least reached people in our world today for Christ. I hope you've been encouraged and inspired as we've been hearing from our brother Barnabas in our current series about what God is doing in the largest nation in our world today, which is China. Now, I've entitled today's episode, Guest Relations. The reason for that title will become self-evident as you listen to the stories I've asked Barnabas to share with you in this episode. Here's Barnabas. Well, it is so good to have you back with us. And Barnabas, just want to thank you for uh, being our guest and for just sharing with us about your life in China. Uh, I believe we've been also encouraged as we're hearing this great story of what God's doing in China. And this is going to be a fun episode. I've entitled it Guest Relations. <laughs> now, uh, the backdrop to this is, Barnabas, you and I have traveled many times throughout China. Yes. And I'm kind of laughing right now because I know so many stories that are so fun. You know, uh, yes, it's intense and there's persecution in China, but the pastors have so much joy. And there is a lot of fun and humor in being what we do as missionaries and partnering with, uh, you know, the, the house church movement it, in, in our travels. It's fun, and I know that's going to come out in this session. But I remember one road trip, Barnabas, you and I had, and we were driving in the car, and we were asking each other different questions. And one of the questions that I asked you, I want to see if you remember your answer. I said, Barnabas, one, you know, when you go to heaven and you meet the Lord, if you had one question to ask him, what would you ask the Lord? Do you remember what you said to me, Barnabas? I I forget. What what are we going to eat in heaven? <laughs> no, you said this. You said, when I get to heaven, I'm going to ask God, why, God, are there so many Chinese? Yes. <laughs> why are there 1.4 billion Chinese? And you kind of said that because, you know, of course, God has called you to reach China for Christ. And, you know, I think we were just thinking about the huge task it is yes. to reach so many people and these are all a burden in your heart, you know, 1.4 billion people. Also, there are 544 different Chinese people groups in China. Mm. And uh, that kind of lead, leads us into this, Barnabas, in that 
you've learned a lot, you've experienced a lot as you've traveled through China. So my question for you in this segment, I know it's going to be fun, is can you share with us some of the humorous stories you've experienced in your travels over all these years? Yeah, sure. Uh, let me tell you a very short, funny story about Mark, Pastor Mark as well. <laughs> I think several years ago, uh, not long ago, we were in Kuanming, we can tell the city's name, Kuanming in Yunnan province in China. And the company us is, uh, we can call him Samuel. Samuel has a MBA degree in southern China, and, but he's from the mountaineers in the Yunnan province. Uh, you cannot drive, even take a bicycle or any motorbike to his home uh, because it's up in the mountain and the road is not even good enough for motorbikes to go up there. So you have to walk for uh, about two hours from the mountain up to onto his, his home. So he seldom go home. His parents are still living there. Uh, but he works uh, in Quanming uh, and Yunnan area. He took us to different Bible schools and also house churches. So Pastor Mark actually asked uh, Samuel when we're, we were eating in a restaurant. So what is, Samuel, what is your favorite kind of food? <laughs> you know, and uh, even to my surprise, after so many years working in China, he said bamboo worms, worms. <laughs> and uh, I was, <laughs> what, are you killing me? What, can you say it again? bamboo rooms and then uh, actually we went to one of the restaurants and shoot, and he ordered some bamboo worms and other rooms and <laughs> and pastor mark actually get just looking at it not eating it just getting sick so it is very funny i didn't <laughs> i didn't eat any of the, those <laughs> those worms as well i mean these are wor- these are worms barnabas just so our listeners know they live under the tree bark in, you know, these uh-huh. rivers and he'd go and find them bamboo worms and he'd just eat them, you know, <laughs> raw. And I don't know. I mean, yeah. they were ordered and it was, uh, let me tell you, I made that, that trip real quick to the bathroom. That's for sure. And you guys laughed the whole <laughs> way. Okay. Enough stories about Mark. Your turn to tell stories about some of your travels, which are so funny. These are great. Yeah. When I talk about Samuel, he likes bamboo worms because he lives in that culture. When he grows up in the mountains, there's no other slacks that he can find. So they <laughs> eat bamboo worms and other things that we can never believe it. Uh, when I travel in China, uh, in different provinces, the culture is very different. As uh, Pastor Mark just said, there are 544 different tribes in China. They all speak different languages. Of course, uh, in China, China right now, we all... Uh, speak Mandarin, but uh, each province, they speak Mandarin in different accents. So, so the culture is very different. Oh, I have faced different uh, situations in China. I remember one time I was at the border in a city, small, very small, small town. I, I, w- I won't say this city. And this town is in the triangle. I was in the China side and uh, on the, my, uh, if I facing north, on my uh, right-hand side will, will be North Korea. I'm actually touching, I can touch the fence between China and North Korea. And then looking down at the small hill, just maybe 200 uh, meters, that will be Russia. And so I was teaching to about 150 uh, local pastors and church planters in that town. 
I was there just、uh, for actually two days. So I need to sleep overnight in one of the host family. So it is about ten o'clock in the evening. I after I teach the whole day. So the man who will be my host family took me to his home. His home is about、uh, maybe one hundred and fifty square feet. It's not very big. The toilet basically is outside and it's just a lateral toilet. That's basically low cover, although it's very very cold at that、uh, night. And then the, there's a small place for cooking, and it's all outside. Inside is just like a big piece of、uh, a big stove.、Uh, when I say stove, is、uh, on top of the concrete will be the bed for the family, and then underneath this、uh, the bed is you put wood or coat to keep the stove your bed warm so that you can survive、uh, in the very cold winter. So I was there at ten、uh, o'clock, and I walk into the room, and I I can only see this one big stove, one big bed with some blankets on on top, and I see I did not see another、uh, other spaces. There's a small closet, and a small very small wooden desk, and that's it. So I asked the man, the host,、uh, "Dear brother,、uh, where I'm going to sleep tonight?、Uh, please take me." To my room or my bed, so that I can get ready to sleep because I need to wake up early, like four thirty in the morning, because the worship starts at five a.m. in the morning. So he said that, "Oh dear uh, teacher, uh, you are our honorable guests. You will be sleeping in the middle of this big bed, <laughs> and、uh, I will be sleep on the right hand side, and my wife will be your left hand side, and、uh, my older." Daughter, fourteen years old, will be sleeping on my、uh, wife's side, and my younger son, who is ten years old, will be on <laughs> on my side. So you are sleeping in the middle. I said, no, 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 no. I can't do that.、Uh, I can sleep on the side of the bed of your bed, or I can even if you you have a blanket, I can sleep on the floor. That's good enough space for me to to sleep for one night.、Uh, but he. Insist? No, 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 no. You are honorable guests. I like your teaching all day, and I want to honor you. You are going to sleep in the middle of our bed, and we all sleep a sign of you. And you will bring blessing to my family, to this room, to to my life. And I I continue to say no for another one minute, but I know I have to give up、uh, because in China, when they insist, they really will insist. So that night. I was sleeping in the middle, <laughs> and、uh, this man's wife is on my、uh, left hand side. I basically could not sleep very well. I maybe fall asleep a little while.、Uh, I have to put my hands under my my back and、uh, try. <laughs> I, I I don't want to in the middle of the light. And I was thinking I'm at home with my wife. Or, Uh, and, and give the lady a kiss, or give the man a kiss. <laughs> I don't know what kind of culture it is. So I asked him the next morning, and I asked the, some of the other pastors, schools in the training. I said, "Is it in this region that you allow your guests to sleep in the middle between husband and wife?" They said, "No, we have never heard of it." So I said, "Oh, is this is a new culture?" <laughs> and And、uh, I just give you a laugh, but this is one of、uh, <clears throat> the experience that I will never forget. <laughs> and and they they love me, but they love me in a way 
it is very hard for me to really appreciate. But of course, when I serve them, I will try to do whatever they ask me to do. Oh, yeah. I, I doubt anyone that's listening has ever had that type of experience before, no matter where we've traveled. All right, I, okay, I know you have some other ones too as well, Barnabas. <laughs> yeah, I have some uh, bathroom story. Uh, for those of you who have been traveling to China, uh, in the last two to three years, the toilet condition in China is better, especially in the cities or at the airport. They have uh, some, they, uh, the government assigned someone to clean the toilet. This cleaner will stay in the toilet, so it's a lot better. But uh, if you go into smaller towns and, and villages, the toilet condition is the same. <clears throat> I, I say the same is 30 years, 40 years ago, it's the same condition. Right now, it's the same condition. I do a lot of teaching in smaller towns and villages as well because it's usually uh, more secure in these places because uh, a lot of times they know each other and even the government official, they either they're Christian or they are relatives and friends of the local pastors or Christian family, so they will not report our training. So I went to a lot of this training and conduct three days, uh, up to five days of training. Within the training, I won't get any shower. I will sleep with the host family. So the toilet condition, I already know. Uh, but one time I was teaching in the underground cave, really underground, handy cave, uh, very small, but the toilet is not exactly up to the ground, but uh, you you can you can get some fresh air when you go up to the toilet. So it is like uh, almost the ground level. But you know, the toilet in China, they have no partition. Uh, there's no personal distance, you know. So if you go to do your number two, number one, you will have all other friends uh, alongside with you, very close together. Uh, so I'm from Hong Kong, so I'm not used to it. Although when I'm young, like 40, 50 years ago, the toilet condition in the villages in Hong Kong is the same. But I'm not used to it anymore. So on one, in one of the training, it was, it was five days training. I try to control myself and do not go to number two. But on the third day, I know I have to get some release. So I, uh, on the third day, I wait until like 11 o'clock in the evening when most people, most pastors already are sleeping. But whenever I went to the toilet, there are people there, there are pastors there doing their number two. So I've been waiting and waiting and it's 12.30 and then 1 o'clock, finally, around 1 o'clock, uh, no one is in the toilet. So, so I go there and do my... Number two, and uh, <laughs> all of a sudden, there's a pastor with a small flashlights coming in and say, oh, dear teacher, so happy uh, to see you here. I'm waiting and finding my opportunity to talk to you one-on-one. -on -one. So it's, I said to him, uh, you know, dear brother, you know, I'm doing my number two, and I'm not used to have someone beside me uh, to do it. Uh, he said, "No, no, no problem, no problem. I'm not doing my number two. You can, you can, you can continue your business. I just have a theological question that I want to ask you." <laughs> and then I said, "Oh, if it, it is about a theological question, why don't you ask tomorrow after uh, we have question time, and you can ask so that I can answer to everybody. Maybe some of them." 
have the same questions you do. No, 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 no. I don't. I want. I need to talk to you alone. I, <laughs> I have been waiting and waiting for three days, and now it's one o'clock in the morning, and uh, I finally get this opportunity. I want to ask you if uh, a man is safe once, uh, will he be <clears throat> forever being saved, and he will be in heaven? I, I know I have no way to say no again. So I. I talked to him about this theological question for about 10 minutes, 15 minutes until he feel satisfied. And then he go to sleep and then I finish my number two. So with that is one of my <laughs> special experience in teaching for the Chinese pastors in China. Oh, Barnabas. <laughs> uh, you know, your name means son of encouragement. What an encouragement you have been to so many over the years as you've traveled and this, you're encouraging us right now. I mean, uh, I think anyway. So I, you, okay, you've got one more flashlight story, do you? <laughs> yes, I do. This is a big, this is a big flashlight, a big one. A big one means uh, not just an ordinary flashlight. It is the one with a big battery, square, big, battery, the battery is like six inches by six inches. It's a very big flashlight. It's like a working light, you know. So I was teaching. This is just like two, three years ago. It is in a cold winter day in the January in central China. So I've, uh, this is just two days training. And I have to sleep with a host family. So I teach whole day uh, during the day. And it is uh, 10.30 in the evening after I've, I have been uh, personally talking to many of the pastors and answered the questions. So by 10.30, I'm allowed to go. So I follow my host. Uh, he's not a pastor, but he's a Christian in that region. So he's taking care of me that night. Uh, so I enter his home and I actually do have my own place to sleep uh, with a curtain. So I have my private place. But when I enter his home, of course, I need to entertain him. He has a lot of questions for me as well. So we have been talking for about 45 minutes or even an hour. So I am able to get to my room, but uh, I have to go number two again, you know. Uh, so I asked uh, my dear brother, said, uh, is there a restroom in your home or uh, is there a, restroom, a public restroom nearby? Uh, dear teacher, when I know you're coming, I was making some renovation on my uh, bathroom, but it doesn't really work well yet. It hasn't been finished. So if you need to go to number two, I can take you over to a public uh, bathroom, which is about uh, only five minutes walk. Uh, it's very close by. So I said, uh, yes, please, I really do need to go. So with my own very small flash lights, and he has this big, huge uh, work light. So I follow him five minutes walk. It's, uh, it's very directly from his home. There's a small uh, a hut or building, whatever you call. There's a cover on top as well. And so he said, dear teacher, this is the bathroom. And uh, let, uh, let's go in and see if uh, there's a spot for you. So I do not know exactly what he mean by spot. But when I get into this toilet, I won't say it is big, but about eight people are doing, uh, they are doing their number two. These are all men, of course. Wow, I said it's 12, it's midnight here. 
<laughs> and this toilet is so busy. And all of a sudden, uh, my dear host said, oh, dear teacher, God is good to you. There are only nine holes here, and God has prepared one for you. The other eight are being occupied. <laughs> so this hole is in the middle, and four on my right-hand side, four on my left-hand side. So there's a hole, and there's no partition, of course. There's a hole in, <laughs> in the ground. So I said, okay, uh, this time I, I can't wait for these people to go. And okay, I will do no, number two. And uh, so I you know, do what I need to do. And then uh, I asked uh, my dear brother, I have my flashlight here. You don't need to stand here and uh, use your flashlight to flash on me. And but he said, no, 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 dear teacher, I, I, I need to keep you safe. You are not <laughs> probably not used to this type of toilet. So I will have my flashlight on you. <laughs> and so I told him, uh, no, you can just wait outside. I have a small flashlight. I, I, will be, I will be fine. I have been used to this type of toilet for many, many years when I'm <laughs> traveling. China. No, 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 no. You are my honorable guests. I will take care of you. <laughs> so while I do my number two for about five minutes, uh, he has the flashlight on me and I can hear uh, those around me are really... <laughs> <laughs> laughing, <laughs> laughing on me. It's just so funny that uh, he has this flashlight on, on my under. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Bartabas. Uh, I, I'm wondering if any of our listeners will ever want to be an honorable guest and travel to China with you or me. I don't know. <laughs> I probably don't take you to this type of situation. <laughs> Well, you guys to stay in a hotel. <laughs> well, thank you for uh, <laughs> thank you for just sharing those great memories. You know, in all of that, Barnabas, as you've you know, what what do you take away from that? I mean, what what have you learned as a result of all these experiences? I always remind myself, Jesus asked us to love Him and also love each other and love our labors. And but when we say love. I, I feel that in the Chinese culture, uh, people like to love others in their own way. Like this uh, host family, they, they love me. They love me so much. They want to take care of me while I'm going to the toilet or whatever. But they love in, me in a way that I really, I cannot say I appreciate. So one spiritual lesson I learned is when we love Jesus and when we love each other, we need to love others in a way that they will accept. Like if I, my wife doesn't like to eat Thai food and I say, I love you so much, I will bring you to a Thai restaurant today and tomorrow. And I don't think she will enjoy the food. So this is one thing I learned. When I love Jesus, I need to really look into the Bible and to understand how Jesus want me to love him mm. is to really to love someone and give a, a cup of water to someone who nobody cares. And Jesus said, when you this cup of water to someone who nobody cares, you are doing it to me. And I think this is the kind of love that Jesus wants us to show him. And I'm still learning. Mm. I think we're all learning. I think we're all learning. That's for sure, Barnabas. That's a great just point to uh, kind of wrap up this 
a little session on what a great lesson for us to take into our day. You know, who is it that God is calling us, even in our family, in our marriages, in our relationships, to love in a way that they will understand that as love coming from, mm. you know, the Lord in a way that's fitting for their life. I think that's easy. It's easy to love people the way that we think, you know, they're going to understand love when we could be missing it. And so I think that's a good thing to pray about and to apply to our lives. Uh, because, yeah, love is the badge of Christianity, isn't it? That's how people will know we're as disciples by our love for one another. Thank you, Barnabas. You're Man, welcome. Just yeah. appreciate it. And the Lord bless you. And just give you a great day. Thank you. And thank you for uh, this, 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 these great stories. Guest relations. Love it. Have a great one, Barnabas. Thank you. Thank you, Barnabas, for being so transparent and for bringing a little levity into our lives. I think of the scripture that says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. I hope this episode has brought some laughter and joy to your life. I think we can all use that. Here's your action step of the day. Go to 360serve.org and sign up to join our 360serve prayer and fasting team. We will send you a weekly email that will help you pray strategically for countries like China, as well as other least reached countries in our world today. Prayer is powerful. Max Lucado, he said this, when we work, we work, but when we pray, God works. Even as you're listening from your car or your home or wherever you are right now, take a moment right now to pray for the ongoing work of God in the nation of China. You've just heard an episode that very few Christians have heard. You have information now to pray for that's so unique to the country of China. Pray for all these relational interactions and spiritual movements and divine appointments and cultural experiences that are taking place in China right now through God's servants, these church planters and indigenous pastors. Thanks so much for being with us today. I'm so looking forward to our next episode. Barnabas is going to share with us some stories of the greatest miracles he has witnessed in China over the years. Believe me, you don't want to miss our next episode. Until then, may the Lord bless you.